Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. It is 10.50 p.m. on the night before the draft central time. Right. I'm a little punchy. I'm Ben Glixman. I'm ben a and Matt Sportscast, yeah. I'm with my tag team partner, Matt Story. Matt, it's here. We did our it's quarterback preview. Yes. We've talked yes. it out. It's time for the draft. I'm starting right now. Bold prediction number one. I am officially out on Kyler Murray. I, I, I think that it's <laughs> going to be uh, he's too small. He's too skinny. And if he goes to the Cardinals, he's cursed. So, well, I hope that's true. That wouldn't bother me at all. Um, so, so last week when we wrapped up, you said you expected that they would not take him. I believe. So are you still sticking by that or has seven days changed your tune? I think that they are not going to take him. Okay. Unless they have a Rosen trade announced by the start of the draft. And I don't think they'll get there. Um, And I don't think that they, you know, their leverage lasts exactly until that pick is made to either deal the pick or deal Josh Rosen. That's true. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, do you think they take somebody else, or they trade out? Somebody else goes up to get him. I think that my crazy move. I think the Raiders trade up to one and take him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that's been thought of, you know, a lot at, at various times. Has felt like it was going to happen, and then water got poured on the fire and then vice versa, you know, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, you never know what to believe in the, in the months and weeks leading up to the draft. Um, so yeah, I, I could see that obviously they've got the package to do it. Um, with three mm-hmm. first round picks, you know, they could certainly trade up from four, give up one of those other first rounders and maybe, you know, a third rounder or a future second or something like that. That's, that's probably a pretty good haul. Uh, to, to get to only drop down to four, um, you know, and if they want one of the top defensive guys, you know, you could still get one of those guys there. Um, if you want, you know, Quentin Williams or Bosa or Josh Allen or Ed Oliver, those seem to be the, the top level, you know, defensive linemen there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly possible. I, I, um, I, I've been hesitant to believe it all along, but, as we get now within 24 hours, I just, I guess I feel like that's what they're, they're going to pick him. Um, and then, you know, I think you're right that the Rosen leverage drops a lot, but I think by the end of the night, they have dealt him somewhere and just taken the best return they can get. And they'll have to, they'll have to eat the crow a little, but not a ton because they'll just spin it that, wow, we've got this revolutionary player and thanks to the memories, Josh Rosen, but we just couldn't turn down this opportunity to get the wonderful Kyler Murray. It would be the best case scenario for you, someone who wants desperately in your heart to root for Josh Rosen. <laughs> kind of, yes. To have I'm, him... I'm torn on this. I, I really am torn because there is a part of me that would like Rosen to go somewhere else. And there is also a part of me that, um, you know, as somebody who can't help but consume a little bit of the Arizona sports media, although try not to as much as possible, the, the hysteria over Kyler Murray will just make me sick. Um, and so a part of me wants them to not take him. And then I can root, you know, if he goes somewhere else, then it'll, it'll always be the what ifs. And, and then I'll feel like liberated to root for the guy. So I don't know, uh, you know, Whatever the outcome, I'll probably have a positive and a negative to take out of it, I guess. 
my strongest conviction is the Packers are going to trade out of the number 30 pick, and that pick mm-hmm. will select Drew Locke. Okay, okay. You think he makes it that far? I, I, I do, and yeah. I think that, that this is you know the exact spot where somebody like you know Miami trades mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. you know okay. and picks okay. up a guy. So who's your? So we've we've talked quarterbacks, and now we're we're there. Who who are, who goes in the first round, and where do you have them going? Let's do our projections. What team? You don't have to give me the spot. Who goes in the first round? What team gets them for the quarterbacks? So I, I think Murray to the Raiders in a trade. Okay. okay. Um, I think. I, I really want to believe that the Giants will take Haskins because I think yeah. they need him. But yeah. I, I'm going to say that Haskins goes to the Broncos. At 10? At, or they make a move up? Well, I don't think I, under your rules, have to disclose that. You don't. I'm just but, curious. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I think What'd the Giants say? do something dumb. Um, I don't know what that is, but I could see them – taking a receiver at six to be like, Hey, (laughs) you know, we lost Odell, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they seem to believe that either they love Daniel Jones or that they, that Gettleman is, is intent on building the defensive line. He's going to take the, you know, the best defensive lineman available there at six, um, which I think is an okay move. Um, you know, if you love a quarterback, you should take him. But if you don't get the best player, and you know, worry, worry you know, there's always going to be quarterbacks available next year. You know, everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, you got to get one this year." No, nah, not necessarily. The, the worst thing you can do is force one. I think. Well, and you can look at you know the the easiest and fastest way to relevance is a good cheap quarterback. But right, the alternative to relevance, though it may be fleeting and it may all be sizzle and no steak. Is like the Jaguars. If you go all in on defense and you take Ramsey and Jack and sign a couple free agents, you know. True, true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, and and it's the history of the Giants. I mean, really, you know, yeah, they've had Eli Manning and Phil Simms, and uh, but you know, but it's Lawrence Taylor. Giants teams are are defense, and even the Eli Manning teams. It was, you know, Strahan and then, JPP. you know, Justin Tuck and JPP and OCU Minora. And, uh, you know, they, they they were built around that defense and, a, you know, a good good run game, uh, you know, and, and, a, and a quarterback who could kind of, you know, make the biggest plays when they mattered the most. And he did at both Super Bowls. Um, you know, neither one of those teams was built to score, you know, 40 points a game and, and put up a ton of yards. That's just, that's not how they were built. Now, the game's changed a bit just in those few years since then. But um, I see the idea behind, you know, depending on how things fall, if they got a chance to take Josh Allen or, or you know, Nick Bosa, somehow he falls, or Quinn and Williams, I mean, that's hard to turn down. Um, okay, go ahead. Let's, let's finish. you got Haskins to Denver. I got Haskins to Denver. I think that Jones might be around for the second Giants pick at 17. Okay, but I think there's also a real possibility that they just go get Josh Rosen yeah. for like a fifth, okay. <laughs> a fifth and okay. a, a fifth and a next year's fourth or something. So you got 
so do you think the Cardinals, I mean, you don't have the Cardinals taking Murray. Right. So you have the Cardinals still giving up on Rosen, or are you saying if they do take Murray? If they do take Murray, I think the Giants get Rosen. Okay, okay. If they, but under my situation, I think that it's seven. Is it seventeen? The next Giants 17. pick. Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that either from there or trading up a couple spots, uh, mm. they take Jones. Okay. Okay. And then, and then I, you've got Locke going at the bottom of the first. Yeah. To I'm going to say Miami, Miami, even though everyone's okay. saying, "Oh, they they don't want a quarterback because they're still a year away right. from being a year right. away," but. Well, and, and you know, if the, if the Cardinals are what people believe, taking a quarterback in the first round one year doesn't preclude you from taking one the next year, yeah. apparently. Uh, you know, so, yeah, it's uh, when you an unusual move. But. You know, well, you also, if you do that, you give Locke a year right. to learn right. behind a guy in a way that's, you know, similar, although I'm not comparing sure. Locke to Carson Palmer, but similar to Palmer and Kitna, where you sure. could just come out sure. and say – you know, like Marvin Lewis did, he's not playing. If he's playing, right. something's gone wrong. We, you know, Patrick's our guy, and they're going to go with him. And he, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of, of uh, possible places. It seems like I mean, you hear Denver, you hear Cincinnati, you hear Miami, Washington, the Giants. You know, a lot of teams in kind of that middle of the first round. So you know, making these projections is probably crazy because the odds of either one of us hitting. All four, over or however many, uh, so so minimal. I, so I'll go. I'll go Murray. I think to the Cardinals. Um, I, part of me wants to jump on this. This Haskins going to Washington. Washington trading up to the top five and getting him, but I'm not quite buying that. Um, so I think I'm going to go Haskins to the Giants, where everybody had it in January. I think it like comes full circle, and they take him at six. Um, which I think then leaves Daniel Jones to go to Washington at 15 if they're still there. And I think I have Locke going to Miami, but at 13, I think they take him in that spot and don't, don't risk missing him. Hmm. Interesting. So you've got everybody going in the top 15, top 15. Yeah. I think you, I mean, I just feel like you'll see a run on it. And then I know, you know, there's always the theory of teams trading back into the first round, but I don't, see anybody that that does that and and, you know that that warrants that um i think you might see you know a couple two or three guys going you know early in the second round maybe you know top part of the second round but i I, you know i think you're going to have some good defensive players there in the bottom of the second round some good receivers uh, you know running back maybe josh jacobs that people seem to like him in the you know bottom half of the first round that i don't think anybody passes on a chance to get a you know, a player right then just to get a quarterback. Um, do you, who do you think Rosen gets traded to, or do you think they keep him? Uh, I don't just by the end of the draft, just by the end of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they keep him, but boy, the, I mean, the way I've, the way I've projected it out, I'm not leaving myself many spots for him. Um, you know, new England, I guess is an option to hear their, not super high on him. Now, New England always plays their cards really close. And, and, you know, whatever you hear about them, you always feel like, well, I mean, last year was they, they were going to take Lamar Jackson. There was no question about it. They love Lamar Jackson. Well, they had two chances and they didn't take him. Well, um, and it's so, also, you know, I think, a value proposition. Like, the Packers don't need Rosen. Right. But if you could get Rosen this year 
for right. a fifth and could flip yeah. him after a good, you know, training yeah. camp, you know, sure, and parlay sure. that yeah. and a spot start into a fourth or a third. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting if the Cardinals do take Murray. Do they try to play the, you know, even for a short time, the, well, we'll just keep them both. If you do that, then you're looking at next year's draft before you can really, you know, collect anything. I mean, you know, if you don't trade him by the end of the draft, you're probably not trading him for somebody who was just drafted. Um, because, you know, the, the crazy thing about the NFL, and it's always, it's, it's almost funny, but, you know, once the pick is made, it seems to lose value. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like <laughs> Josh Rosen, you know, if Josh Rosen was in this draft, he'd probably be going in the top 10. But because somebody already had him and he's no longer, a, you know, a fresh piece of clay that somebody could pick from the start, it's like, yeah, maybe somebody gives up a second rounder. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me, but that seems to be the mentality of it. I think that's absolutely how it goes. It's it's more valuable. Everything's more valuable in the abstract. Yeah, um, before the pick has been made. It, well, because I mean, I you somebody, can make the you know, choice, you know. Exactly. That, you can make the choice, and then you get them in your, you know, your culture, your organization right away. You're not, you know, retraining somebody. Um, I mean, I heard somebody last week on TV, you know, compare it to like, you know, the second you drive the car off the lot, it loses value, and it almost feels like draft picks are the same way. You know, well, once it, the, it goes once to, the pick is made, it's like, yeah, we don't love that guy that much. Well, but I think the reason for that is what happened in the NBA draft this year. The number yeah. or this past year, the number one pick is obviously the most valuable, and the Suns' pick was more valuable than the spot the Hawks were picking. But right. the Hawks dealt that pick to the Mavericks, and the Mavericks got Doncic, and there's no right. way that they would trade Doncic straight up for Aiton. No, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, that's a good point, and I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's uh, it's interesting, you know. How it'll all shake out. I mean, I, you know, I'm not super confident about any of those quarterback projections. And by five o'clock tomorrow night, I could feel different about all of them. Uh, you, you know, Murray, I guess, is the one that you feel the most confident because it's the number one pick, and and they've got control. I mean, they're they are the only team that can truly control who they get right now. Uh, you know, they don't have to do anything but take the guy they want or trade it if they want. So you know, it's it's. Uh, It'll be interesting. So, okay, here, here's another one to throw out to you. Long-term bet. Who's the guy in this draft that you say, you're, you know, if you had to bet a week's pay, he's going to make 8 to 10 Pro Bowls? Okay. Oh. Like the, the safest bet for you, basically. The guy you feel like, he's going to be good. Feel confident. I think that the safest bet is probably, from everything I'm hearing, Quentin Williams. That's mine. That, that, that's mine. I, I feel like he's, you know, they always do the, you know, high ceiling, high floor, low floor, all that, you know, cliche stuff. And I feel like, you know, even worst case is he's a pretty good defensive lineman starter in the NFL. Maybe not a, you know, eight-time Pro Bowler, you know, worst case, but... You know, he's at least a guy who, who, you know, is going to be in the league for a long time as a starter. Pretty, you know, reliable player. Yeah, I mean, I think it's him or, you know, one of the offensive tackles 
Yeah. You know, but that's so dicey anymore. It seems like it, it like, is, the, the, but it, but it's also longevity wise. If you get a guy who's good, he'll be around forever. True. You know? True. Um, it's just, I mean, I remember when, you know, when we were in high school and college, you know, the, the theory always was, well, you took the offensive lineman high because that was the safe pick. And, and even if it didn't work out, you got a, you know, eight to 10 year guy, you could move him to guard or something, you know, Robert Gallery. Yeah. Robert Gallery wasn't the player he was supposed to be, but he had a, you know, almost a decade long career. He started at guard. Not bad, but that's, I mean, remember, remember Luke Jokel? Luke Jokel yeah. was going to be amazing. And four years later, he's out of the league. Well, but, um, it's, but what happened was we got spoiled to some degree because Pace worked and Ogden worked. Right, and, right. And it Walter just... Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it seemed like... But I think, you know, I think the, the college game has changed. When you go back to those guys, you know, you, you now these guys don't play... You know, offensive line are not really that well coached in college and they're playing a lot of these spread offense. They don't, they don't have to block the way they do in the NFL. Um, it's, it's a lot of, you know, stand up and, you know, block for two seconds before the ball's out. And in the NFL, that's different. And I think guys are just, they're not as ready for it as they used to be, you know, pace and Ogden and Walter Jones and Robert gallery. That's a different era of college football, completely different era. Uh, and, you know, so this, this kid from Washington state, Andre Dillard, a lot, you know, people think he's going to go really high. And he probably will. He's linked to the Packers at 12. Yeah, I mean, but he's, you know, we've seen the Washington State offense. He's never, you know, run any sort of pro-style protections or anything like that. He's never had to run block. No, no, you know, so, I mean, he might be really good. I'm not picking on him, but it's just like, how can you be super confident? I mean, I remember that draft, I think it was, what, 2013, where four of them went in the top ten, or maybe five. Derek Fisher, Jokel, Lane Johnson, Chance Mack, and, and Cooper, Jonathan Cooper. Two of them are out of the NFL already. Warmack's basically a you know a backup; hasn't been a starter for a couple years. Fisher's okay, but not great. Lane Johnson's been pretty good. You know, Lane Johnson's a Pro Bowler, really good starter. But one out of five is not a great success rate, and and that didn't used to, it used to be offensive line. Like, oh, that's the safe pick. You know, it'll at least be really good for a while. That's not the case lately, it seems like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, when the when the question is trying to have eight years of longevity, I, I you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. Maybe you know, one of the Devons, whichever Devon is better. Bush Devin or Bush, White. Devin White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, which uh, which we saw both in the last couple of years. We saw, we saw Devin White play uh, against Ole Miss and we saw Devin Bush last year at Northwestern so uh, both of them probably going to go top 15 it seems like maybe higher so yeah we've we've uh, we've witnessed both of them play I, I mean White seems to be a little bit higher regarded but who knows and somebody somebody may love Devin Bush and he may go ahead of him who knows? you know that's that's how it happens it seems so, like so I have one for you okay over under 0.5 wide receivers taken before the first tight end is off the board. Under. I think I think uh, the, the kid from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson, is probably going to go top 10, it seems like. Yeah. What a what a world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like, he, you know, Jacksonville, Detroit, Buffalo, somewhere in that 7 to 9 range is where everybody has him fallen. Um, now, there's also some thought that Detroit and Buffalo could look to trade out. Maybe that changes things, but... 
but uh, yeah, I think he is. I think he's going to go, and I, I think there's a possibility, although not likely, that no wide receivers go in the first round. I, I think you probably see a couple in the you know twenty on range, but I'll be darned if I know who it's going to be. I mean, it's it's uh, there's like five to ten names that I've heard mm-hmm. associated with you know maybe bottom of the first round or second round. One being Nikhil Harry, obviously. Um, he you know, was, there's the two he was guys. The number eight receiver on Pro Football Focus is yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't expect him to go first round, but there's always a surprise. I mean, well, you know, if somebody we, loves him. He could be exactly. he could be I Darius mean, Hayward Bay. He so. could. He you know last year, um, you know, different position, but Seattle took Rashad Penny. No one leading up to the draft had Rashad Penny going in the first round, but Seattle liked him and they took him. So. Uh, you know, it, it just takes one of those teams to think this guy's the guy. But, you know, I mean, there's him. There's the two guys from Ole Miss, A.J. Brown and, and D.K. Metcalf. There's Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. Paris Campbell, I've, you know, heard mentioned from Ohio State as a possible first-rounder. So a lot of different possibilities. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like Hawkinson's a sure thing. And, and maybe the other Iowa tight end yeah, goes I've before a receiver. Is, Noah uh, Fant, yeah, yeah, I, he's been projected all over. I've heard, I've seen him as high as you know, ten or eleven, and then I've seen him. You know, some people don't have him going in the first round at all. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it'll be interesting. I, you feel like you know, usually this close, you've got a pretty good handle on on you know, twenty to twenty five guys who will go round one. It doesn't feel that way. I mean, it feels like you've got your top eight to ten. And then, you know, you read one mock draft that has, uh, you know, Brian Burns going 11, and then another one doesn't have him in the first round. And another yeah. one has, you well, know, Greedy Ed, Williams or you have Byron Ed Murphy Oliver and, being, you know, Ed Oliver. Yeah, yeah. everywhere. He could go yeah. sixth, and he could, you know, fall to the 20s. All of a sudden, it seems like the Ed Oliver train has gone back on. I mean, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I think we talked about it. I know I was thinking about it. You know, two, three weeks ago, it was like, man, remember when Ed Oliver was going to go number one overall? Now, you know, it's like, oh, he could go in the 20s. But all of a sudden, the last few days, like, the Jets love him. The Raiders love him if, if he's there at four. Uh, you know, he probably doesn't get past six or seven, it doesn't seem like. So, yeah, it's it's always interesting how things change when you get close to the draft and teams start to, you know, leak out a little bit more accurate information than probably what was out there before. Um. ASU players drafted Harry for sure, Ren day yeah. three, I think. Probably, probably. Maybe outside chance of, of day two. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll get picked. Um, that's probably it. I, I mean, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, no. That's... I don't, you know. We, I mean, we didn't have any early entries besides Harry. Um, so there really aren't a lot of candidates i yeah. mean i, I know i know think, there's been some, i don't think manny will get drafted i know I people say, want i know manny there's been some drafted. thought that manny you know and, and quarterback is i mean every position but quarterback's always weird because you know you you could see again all it takes is one team that you know likes manny takes him in the sixth round it's like wow i thought that guy was going undrafted is that possible sure uh but i i'd be surprised i think he's an undrafted free agent you know signed somewhere and um you know face a, an uphill battle and trying to, to make a team, but maybe, you know, practice best case squad. scenario, practice squad, something like that. Speaking of ASU, former ASU quarterbacks who were multi-year starters, I saw that Taylor Kelly is now the quarterback's coach at Matter Day. 
Is he really? Yeah. In California? Yeah. He's wow. Uh, he Good also is doing uh, like quarterback training. Kind of like what Rudy huh. Carpenter's doing. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Well, good for him, man. That's that's a heck of a program to be associated with. Uh, they've been, you know, the the by ranking uh, does these rankings. I don't know, but what you know, and they've been the number one team in the country the last two years in high school. Yeah. So they come down here. Uh, they play Centennial down here in September. I know. I didn't. I didn't realize Kelly was with them, but that that should be a good game here. Yeah. Um. So any other big things for the draft that you're looking for obviously you know we can lament the new draft structure that makes it three days and doesn't yeah, reward the yeah, west coast I mean, people who get up early i know i know and you know now i told you a couple weeks ago i think this was you know off off the record when we were talking but i used i mean i love the saturday sunday and i still wish it was saturday sunday in, in a way but i've grown to like this um I didn't think I would, uh, you know, when they first started it, I kind of thought it was cheesy, but I've grown to like the Thursday night. Um, I hope they don't go further than this. Uh, you know, I hope they don't get to a point where it's like, you know, well, round, round one on, you know, I mean, almost, uh, you know, or, or like split up round two and three, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be hard, I think, to pull off, you know, round five, six and seven as unique TV events. I mean, by that time you're getting a lot of guys nobody's heard of. And I don't know that you could really pull that off, but could I see them eventually go into a four, you know, Thursday round one, Friday round two, uh, Saturday round three and four, Sunday round five through seven, something like that. I could, I hope they don't. I think it's good as it is, but the NFL always dreams of a bigger appetite. And so I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Do you have anything surprising, any crazy move that you expect? Is there any limb you want to walk out on? You know? Not really. Not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, I guess the, the rumor that, you know, caught fire here yesterday, and I don't know if it made it to, to the Midwest, was, you know, Patrick Peterson, was he going to get traded? To the and Chiefs. Apparently he's <laughs> to the Chiefs for about 10 minutes. He was, he was a Kansas City Chief, and then that, that fire ended. But apparently he's... He's, uh, you know, for the second time in eight months or so, uh, PO'd at the Cardinals front office and he didn't show up to the voluntary mini camp. And so, I mean, that would obviously be the, the big, you know, shock if that happened tomorrow night or during the draft. I don't expect that to happen, um, but it certainly wouldn't bother me if it did. Let's say that. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, not really. I, I guess, you know, it's, it's one of those where if you say it, then you almost feel like is that really that crazy. Um uh, I don't know. You know, you got anything like that? Any any trade projections? Any uh, I mean, big I surprises? Think, I think the Raiders mortgaging everything for Murray, which is a, yeah. a mistake. I, I think. Yeah. Um, and now, of course, a, I guess the the domino effect of that, if you think it happens, Derek Carr on the move, I assume. Yeah, or you just cut him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have uh, a crazy deal that you can. No, just he cut doesn't. Him. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be or, interesting to see where he would land, I guess, if, if he's available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that he might run into a Craig Kimbrell esque problem of he thinks he's worth something no and can't available. find anyone yeah. who. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not, you know, we talked about this in free agency. 
with, you know, talking about Nick Foles, there's not a lot of teams that are looking for an immediate starter. I mean, all these teams being mentioned for taking a guy, a very few besides probably Kyler Murray would be looked at as a starter in 2019. Now they may start by the end of the year, but you know, the giants, the Redskins, the, the dolphins, the Bengals, the Broncos, they've, they've got most likely their starter for this season already in the fold. This is more about, you know, getting the guy for the future. It seems like. Yeah. Um, I guess my other take will be most of the receivers will be fine, but none of the guys will be elite. Elite. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you've got a lot of guys who are, you know, maybe one or two Pro Bowls. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fantasy relevant. But sure. Not, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be. I'm I'm obviously curious where where Nikhil Harry falls, um, you know who he gets picked by. Uh, you know I, I I hope it's not the Cardinals. Um, I know that seems to be a, a hot rumor around here is that they could take him in the second round, or you know thirty third overall. Um, I'm hoping he goes round one. Uh, you know that'd be great yeah. for ASU if he was, but it just it doesn't seem likely. But like I said, you know there's there's always two or three guys that get picked in the, at the bottom of the first round that everybody's like, well, I had them going second round, but I guess here they are. And, and maybe he's that guy. Yeah. Um, real quick NBA thoughts. Um, you know, well, the, the Rockets advanced tonight. Um, you know, so we're down to only two first round series still going. And, uh, last I checked, the Warriors were down to the Clippers in game five, but even if they lose this game, I don't think there's any real, prayer that they're actually going to lose the series um you know it's been a pretty according to form first round but should be i'm looking forward to the second round in the east those are two pretty good series and i don't know who wins them like it it feels like there's legitimate uncertainty in the east and it's been a while since that's been the case yeah the lebronless playoffs is interesting it is. It is. Yeah. I mean it it, uh it'll be a, a you know i'm looking forward to milwaukee boston Milwaukee looked so good in the first round, but obviously Detroit was not, a, you know, a fair fight. Um, and Boston looked good, but Indiana really, you know, even though they're a five seed, they didn't have their best player, you know. So this will be a tougher test for both. And then Toronto, Philly, I think, be a heck of a series. I, you know, I, I, I kind of find myself rooting for Philly. I don't quite know why, but I, I like them. Because you're anti-Kawhi um, Spurs. Influence. No, no, not so much. I was I was all in on. I mean, you got my angry text during the Sixers Nets, and you probably thought, "What is going on with this guy?" And that was because I was like, "I've gotten into the Sixers because of Embiid and Simmons. I saw him this year. I like Jimmy Butler. I, you know, I don't. I think it's going to end disastrously this year for them. I have a bad feeling, but I find myself rooting for them in the East. I guess." I'm happy because the four teams that I have the strongest affinities for are still in. Um, okay. You've got the Bucks and Boston in the East. Yeah. You've got the Rockets with Harden and the Trailblazers, yeah. who are my sister has adopted the Trailblazers in a diehard fashion kind of way. Like, where's the Did sweatshirt she? and the hat? Did she go nuts last night with the with the Damian Lillard bomb there at the end of the game? I I am certain without having spoken to her that she did. <laughs> that she um, probably did, yeah. Her favorite yeah, player yeah. is the Chief, Alfarik Aminu. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. You know. All right. All right. She, yes, and she yes, has yes. she has some really strong opinions about it. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, they're they're a good team. It's too bad they don't have Nurkic. I, I mean, with yeah. him, I feel like they could be a potential Western Conference champ. I don't know if they can beat. Uh, you know, I think they could probably beat Denver or San Antonio. I think it's probably going to be Denver. Feels like that series has kind of turned. Um, but I don't know if they can beat Golden State or Houston uh, without him. But but we'll see. I mean, they handled Oklahoma City without much stress. Um, I was happy to see that. Uh, you know, uh, Westbrook's a hard guy to root for. Like I don't dislike Westbrook, but boy, he's he's easy to dislike if you want to. And yeah. the way that series went, I, I was really happy to see them get beat. And uh, you know him to him to have to kind of take it on the chin a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean it should be a fun second round. The first round in the NBA playoffs usually goes mostly according to form, and it and it has. If if Golden State and Denver both finish off their series, it'll be all eight top seeds, you know, advancing. Just the opposite of hockey. Crazy hockey first rounds. Uh, all four division winners get knocked out in the first round. That that's a stunner. Um, but you know, that's hockey is more random than the college basketball tournament. It seems like lately, <laughs> and they and they play full series. They it do. Just, it really it just, just does becomes, not matter. Can you get into the playoffs? And then do you have yeah. the goalie who's the best? Yeah, it just. I mean, it feels like it just does not matter what you did during the regular season at all. I mean, and this year, I mean, never more obvious. This year, Tampa Bay has the second best season in NHL history. And get swept out in the first round. Calgary, you know, number one seed in the West, gets beat 4-1. Uh, Capitals lose tonight in Game 7, you know, so they're done. Um, I mean, it's just, just crazy, you know. Uh, certainly unexpected. I don't know who the favorite is in, in hockey now. I guess Boston is the is the team with the most amount of points left. But the first round, that didn't mean anything. So who's yeah, to say it, it means anything from it, here? It might mean they're most likely to be eliminated now. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we still got a chance for an, an all-eight seed final you know colorado and columbus maybe the the last two teams in the playoffs meeting the stanley cup final well we are pushing far past my bedtime so <laughs> mine too <laughs> so it's, we're gonna leave it here but we will uh we'll break down the draft next week we'll talk about all the other stuff until then he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast